Uh, welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 29, and today I'm super excited to be bringing on uh, Dylan Timmons. Dylan is the newest coach to Nassau Nation, and I'm really excited to have him on board because I know he's got a ton of knowledge and a lot of just everything to bring to this world, especially in the competitive sport of CrossFit or any competitive athlete uh, out there that might be looking for some nutrition advice. Uh, I'm just really excited to be working with you. So Dylan, welcome to the team, and uh, I just wanted to start by opening up the floor to you. Um we're super excited to get to know you today. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be a part of this team. And I still remember connecting with you during coaching mastery with Jason. And we had both talked about CrossFit and kind of our goals for changing the space and that. And I knew immediately that I wanted to collaborate with you at some point, but I had no idea it would turn into this. So it's been a wild year already. It really is cool because like, I do remember that. And I remember seeing you and listening to your vision in terms of like wanting to help a lot of the people in your local area in Colorado. And I was like, God, he's got such a gift. And like, I know you could help so many people. And, it, and it's just cool when you see an opportunity like that. And so I'm really excited to collaborate with you because I love working with people that are like-minded and honestly, in the CrossFit world, we're kind of a cult. <laughs> so it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool when you find somebody else that values it the same way. Uh, because in the nutrition coaching space, I'm not sure if you can relate to this, is I felt like CrossFit were kind of like the anomaly a little bit in that nutrition coaching space. There's a lot of bodybuilding community, a lot of other, you know, physique-based communities, but like CrossFit was a little bit different. Did you kind of feel that way with the coaching mastery too? Oh, absolutely. And even before I got into mastery, as I took nutrition uh, classes through college, that, you know, anything you learn in a university, the research is always a couple years behind. And so everything that I had learned from 2014 to 2018 didn't have anything to do with CrossFit. It was all like very traditional strength and conditioning, very traditional bodybuilding and kind of like the basics of like RDAs for calories, macros, that type of stuff. And there was really nothing in there for like high intensity workouts and glycolytic sports, like what CrossFit is. And it was like, I know something's missing. Yeah. Totally. And I, and I feel like that's still the opportunity out there is there really is uh, not really any real education and advice for CrossFitters. And I, and I think it's getting better. There are a lot more companies out there that are changing their models and changing their methods a little bit to kind of cater to the higher level intensity of CrossFit, but um, it still is very new. So Dylan, I actually want to start by just kind of talking a little bit about your history. What was life like growing up for you, um, you know, college, all that kinds of stuff. So as a kid, I actually grew up in a fairly unhealthy household, but I don't want to fault my parents for that because, you know, they just taught me what they knew. And like I, I had always been a fairly athletic kid up until middle school. And then, you know, puberty hit. I got fat and I entered freshman year of high school at like five, eight, 180 pounds and not an ounce of muscle on my body. And it was kind of torture because I just kept comparing myself to my peers, the other athletes that I was playing football and baseball with. And I just constantly told myself, you know, I'm not as good as these guys. I'm not as fast. I'm not as strong. I'm not as athletic. And really everything kind of changed once I started lifting weights. And I just started in a, you know, traditional football strength and conditioning gym at my high school. I dropped like 30 pounds, went down to 150 sophomore year of high school and then by senior year I was 205 and so I completely lost everything rebuilt and then I was fluffy 
wow. And so, yeah, I fluctuated a, like accumulatively about a hundred pounds up and down throughout four years. And then I've been kind of navigating around 170 to 190 in college. I had a handful of injuries playing rugby in college. And so again, I just felt like I was constantly rebuilding myself, but I, I don't think I hit my true athletic peak until college. And I still think I'm getting stronger and faster now. So So it's been a wild ride. Yeah. I actually want to take a second to talk about this uh, high school. So you went from 180 to 150 and then back up to 205. Yep. Okay. And that was losing fat, building some muscle. And then when you put the weight back on, was that muscle? Are you saying that you kind of gained a lot of fat back again? I definitely gained some fat back with it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, And what nutritional strategies were you using at that point when it, when it was, you were losing weight or was it anything or was it just the the change of your activity level that sparked the weight loss and then the added added strength that added the uh, weight gain? I think it was just lifting and puberty and I was finally working out. I was more active and every day, four days a week, I would be doing the 6am weightlifting that we did at, at my high school. And to be honest, I have no idea how I lost the weight. I don't know if I was just a late bloomer and kind of like hit puberty late and sparked up, but I honestly have no idea. And that's part of what got me curious into this whole nutrition thing. Cause like, I have no freaking idea how I did that. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious myself because I do work with a couple of, uh, high school, college level athletes. And it's crazy how I look back and I'm like, God, if only had somebody just taught me how to eat right. I probably wouldn't have developed the eating issues that I had when I first went off to college, but, um, okay. So going into your college career, you said that's when you kind of like really found, you know, like your athletic peak and, um, what did your life look like then? I was trying to figure out how to balance being a student and kind of just overwhelmed with life at that point, especially 2013 through 16, really. And I was out of CrossFit for a little bit. I got back in, did an internship, started coaching, and I was also bartending on the weekends. And so I was wearing four or five different hats and trying to manage it. So it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of self-deprecation and doubting myself and learning like all the wrong things in nutrition. And I still remember freshman year of college that I wouldn't eat potatoes because I thought that any form of potatoes, like, Oh, it's starchy. It's got carbs in it. This is horrible for me. (laughs) And I I don't know why that was the one thing that I demonized. I think I thought sweet potatoes were fine, but regular potatoes weren't. I have no idea what the fuck I was thinking, but (laughs) I can relate to that only because, so, you know, some of my journey was when I first started with CrossFit, paleo was a big thing. And for some reason, white potatoes were demonized, but sweet potatoes were okay. And it was like, for the first two years of CrossFit, I was like, oh my God, potatoes are bad. Like, can't eat potatoes. Um, okay, so what were you going to school for at that point? I went to school for exercise science. Okay, and... so you definitely wanted to stay in like the, the sports field. Yep. And originally senior year of high school, I had planned on going to Iowa for an athletic training major. So more of that medical side and, you know, like taping up people's ankles on the sidelines. But my senior year of high school after football season ended was when I joined my first CrossFit gym and I developed a great relationship with my coach. I got a lot stronger. Like I put on 
freaking 85 pounds to my deadlift in like four months just because I learned how to do it right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, there's something to this. There's something, you know, to the coaching. And I wanted to pay that back. So I switched my major before I even entered my first day of college. And I never had a single doubt about exercise science and wanting to coach all those four years. That's awesome. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I think for people outside of the CrossFit sport or outside of the CrossFit space in general, whether you're competing in it or not, they look at CrossFit like it's just boot camp or it's like just this high intensity thing where we go in there and we're like throwing ourselves against the wall as hard as we can because we want to see how fast we can get shit done. And in reality, like that's what drew me to CrossFit was the functionality of it and like the actual coaching was not just like, you know, because I came from a Gold's Gym where I also taught like group fitness classes. And it was, yes, I was very, I did care about how they were moving, but it was more of, more about like get your heart rate up and keep your heart rate up for an hour. It wasn't like, hey, let's actually fix these movements. Let's actually fix, you know, the way you're moving, make you move better to get you stronger. Um, and that measurable data as well is what kind of gravitated me towards CrossFit. So, um, okay, so transitioning from college now you're like into the CrossFit space as an athlete. When did you start to think about becoming a CrossFit coach? I started my first internship in 2015. So I think I was still 18 at the time. Mm -hmm. I was either 18 or 19 when I did my first internship. And I was lucky enough to be able to do it at the gym that I'd say like I grew up in, but my very first CrossFit gym um, CrossFit Des Moines and Urbandale, Iowa, that I didn't even have to do an internship for my major to get my degree. I just wanted to do it because I wanted to coach and I wanted to learn. And I really trusted the guys that were mentoring me. And so I've, I've been coaching since I was 18, 19 years old and I'm 24 now. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so cool because I, um, when I was working at CrossFit New England, we had a handful of interns, like you know, and, and some of the interns have since actually gravitated towards now becoming a bigger piece of the CrossFit space as well, whether it's opening their own gym or being full-time coaches. So it's really cool the way that, you know, kind of like that avenue has led other people to kind of find their niche in CrossFit. So now talk to me a little bit more about, okay, so nutrition, right? That's a big piece of this puzzle is not knowing how to eat. You know, you don't know how you lost weight. You're in school, you're, you're finding your athletic peak and you're, you know, bartending, all these things. When did nutrition become a focus for you? When did you shift from just focusing on movement to now focusing on fueling the movement? I would say probably sophomore year of college was when I started taking more nutrition classes. And that was also when I had my first, like, I don't want to call it major injury, but major injury. Um, I separated my shoulder during a rugby match and I was in a sling for six weeks I was going through a lot of depression at that time too. And I lost like 25 pounds. I think the lowest I got to was about 160. And so once I got out of the sling, started working out again, it was like, I need to freaking eat. And I tried counting macros. I tried the infamous template company and it worked for a little bit, but not great. And then it was just sorting things out from what I learned in the CrossFit level one, where I talked a lot about paleo and zone compared to everything that I had learned, like textbook wise in class. And it like, it took years to figure out what actually worked for me, mm -hmm. but it was pretty much after the injuries, after the depression and after seeing like some of the symptoms and 
and side effects that I had like hormone wise that I realize now were major issues that I was having. And it was like, I had so much to clean up. As an athlete on a team, did you notice that a lot of the things that you struggle with were were things that you also saw in like the other people that you were working out with or that where you were competing with or anything like that? Was that kind of a, a factor for you in terms of like kind of shifting gears into more of a nutrition coach coaching aspect or, you know, did that come on later on? The nutrition coaching kind of came on right after I graduated because I, uh, so after I graduated, I got a full-time coaching job at a different CrossFit gym. And there was some talk about like building the nutrition coaching business, but I definitely did not have the tools to do that then. Mm -hmm. But in college, when I was playing, I noticed a lot of similarities between CrossFit and rugby, especially in the spring season, because we would play sevens matches where it's two seven minute halves with just a short break in between. And I was like, that's a CrossFit workout. And I know how to eat for that. I started to put it started to put together like game day fueling. I lived off a lot of coconut water and beef jerky and protein shakes. And I realized that I was finally starting to do some different things than what my teammates were doing. I wasn't drinking as much mostly because I was working those weekends and like I would, I wouldn't always come to a game hungover mm. and like I was eating more. I was working out more. There was a lot of similar intensities between a CrossFit workout and a rugby game. And eventually that's what started to fuel me because I was walking around like I'm the fittest guy on the field right now. And this mm. feels really freaking good. Yeah. That's awesome. So you kind of like became like, man, I want to teach other people like what I'm doing because I feel so much better. Exactly. Okay. Now shifting out of college into your CrossFit gym, the whole nutrition coaching business aspect of things, you know, you know, for me, I know, I know how I kind of got into it um, in terms of like what gravitated myself towards doing the nutrition coaching part of the gym. What was your main focus and what was your main goal when you started to get into the nutrition aspect of your gym? Were you looking to help those athletes? Were you looking for, um, you know, you know, cause I know primarily for me, most people that come to CrossFit, you know, I knew that the missing link was nutrition, much like you did. Um, but most of the people that I worked with, the population were like, Hey, like I'm unhealthy. I need to get healthy. I know fitness is a piece of it. I need the other 24 hours or the other 23 hours a day. So like, what was it really for you that you gravitated towards? It was kind of fueling for performance and I had had athletes come up and talk to me and say that they just like didn't have the energy that they wanted during the workouts or they wanted to lose weight or they wanted to fix their gymnastics, which ultimately kind of came back to losing, you know, 10, 20 pounds, whatever it was. And I was so green into the game that, you know, I thought it was just numbers and just macros. Mm -hmm. And it was probably a good thing that me and that gym went our separate ways after about six months, there was some whole drama with that, but it ended up working out for the best because I probably would have done those athletes a disservice right? because I thought it was just the numbers. Yeah. And so it was actually thanks to my buddy, Kyle Richmond, who I had coached with at the time. He told me about Jason and NCI cause I was about ready to pull the trigger on PN and so he sent me a couple little things from Jason, told me to look into him. And I was like, okay, this is exactly what I needed. Went and got my level one in 2018, lost the CrossFit coaching job, went back to bartending for another year. And so I didn't even start using the nutrition certification and start coaching clients until 
like early 2020 mm-hmm. when I when I'd finally moved out to Colorado. So it's been a whole mess of up and downs the last few years. Yeah. I, I, I want to take a segue for a second because I'm, I'm I keep coming back to this athlete slash coach in a CrossFit space, also living the life of a bartender. And that's like such two parallels that are like, actually no parallel at all. They're very opposite in terms of the lifestyle that an athlete needs to live to a bartender. So how did you juggle that and like still stay on track with your nutrition and, and all that kind of stuff? Cause I think for a lot of people listening to this who do live a social life, who do go out and drink and stuff like that, like this can be super helpful for them to understand how to build in that, you know, that lifestyle a little bit while still reaching your goals. And what did you find that you really had to monitor so that you could still perform well while still living that kind of life? It took a lot of planning and self-control. And that was something that I didn't have for a long time. I come from an alcoholic family. And so eventually that's, that's why I got out of bartending and wanted to go full-time into coaching because I felt like I was living a lie and that I was promoting something that I really didn't partake in anymore and something that just didn't align with my identity as a coach. But the only way that I found success while being a bartender and doing CrossFit and still like looking and feeling the way I wanted to was it was actually Jason's beta test group for last diet ever. And it was like, okay, set your macros and calories for the week. And then what are your non-negotiables? What are, what's something that I'm not going to give up? And it's like, okay, I work at a craft beer bar. We have a hundred beers on tap. I need, I need to know everything that we're serving. And so I gave myself a drink allowance of six to seven drinks a week. And I accounted for that every single day that I worked. And it was like, okay, I'm probably going to have the equivalent of two beers today this is how I'm going to change my macros and this is how I'm going to account for it. But none of that would have been possible without planning and without knowing like, this is what my limits are. This is what I can't give up. How do I fix that? How do I blend that together? How do I make it work? And it took a lot of, again, just trial and error, but that was the one thing that really stuck with me. It was accounting for alcohol calories and then just subtracting. Yeah, that's awesome. So fill me in a little bit more, I guess, about like, what is your, what, what is, what do you love about what you do right now? Cause now like we're going in, we're like full-time nutrition coaching now. Like that's, that's our next step for you. So what, what do you love about coaching? I love seeing the reaction that people get when they finally, you know, reach their goals or did something that they never thought was possible. Because I remember that feeling when I first started CrossFit and, you know, I was learning all these new movements. Like I, I'm six, 180 pounds. I never thought I'd be able to walk on my hands and, you know, just certain things like that, where it's like, you blow your own mind and like, Oh, this is so cool. I finally did this. And I see that same reaction, you know, with my clients when they, you know, lose the last five pounds that they were looking for, or they hit a PR because they fueled the right way. And just being that person in their corner to cheer them on and give them the belief that they need in themselves, because I've been on that opposite side where I counted myself out. And if it wasn't for the mentors that I had at CrossFit Des Moines, I don't know if any of this would have ever happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would have probably just stayed in the bar scene. My entire life would have looked a lot different. And so I know how much that connection meant to me. And that's why I wanted to pay it forward. That's why I started with wanting to coach CrossFit 
and make that difference. And then I was like, okay, nutrition's the real game changer. I'm going to be coaching this too and have it all encompassing that you, you know, we almost become life coaches that if someone needs help and like, we learn the hormone stuff, we learn the mindset stuff, we learn the performance stuff. And like, there's so much more than just food to make an impact in someone's life and seeing how much something of just a meal can change somebody like that feeling's like nothing else. I agree. I agree. What do you, and I, and I kind of want to go a little bit into the education side of the CrossFit and the nutrition stuff, just kind of as a little segue. What do you find to be the biggest limiting factor for most CrossFit athletes when it comes to performance and how nutrition relates with that? I think it's the fear of carbs that we see in just general social media that, you know, a lot of people don't realize like the stress response that we get from CrossFit workouts because it's so high intensity and the fact that every, you know, pretty much every workout for a gen pop athlete lives in that like five minute to 25 minute window, except for like hero workouts and Fran. But, you know, that window is all fueled by carbs. It's the glycolytic system. And so if you're going low carb because you want to be skinny and then you just feel like dog shit when you go to the gym, like you're not really winning in either one. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I think that was the biggest, the biggest mistake I made as I graduated into the CrossFit space and taking, you know, I, I went, I, cause I, I'm very compliant. I went all in. I'm like, give me paleo, give me zone. And I remembered for me, it was the calorie intake that was so low. It was like, barely 1200 calories the amount of blocks I was given if you can think about the zone and I'm like how in the heck am I gonna balance this out all day I was starving all the time and then as I got into the competitive side of CrossFit like you know being told oh you have to limit your carbs so you know just make sure that you're eating double and triple fat and and then I was like gaining weight and I'm like why am I gaining weight I'm like just trying to perform my best and it was just trying to follow protocols that I my biggest thing is I feel like the application, that's what Jason really helped me with is understanding that like, there's not a, there's not like a one size fits all approach to nutrition. And whereas some of these, you know, low carb diets and even like the zone might be good for some populations who are very in, you know, very sedentary, they were applying that to CrossFit athletes who are training two, four hours a day. And it, it was like wrecking people. I mean, for a long time, all you heard about was how CrossFit wrecked my hormones, CrossFit this, CrossFit that. And it's not CrossFit. It's honestly just a lack of education on proper nutrition. So it's a, uh, it's really like, I'm very excited to be working with you because I think that I got I, I think we're on a mission and I, and I get goosebumps right now to say this because I want us to become leaders in this space. Like I want us to become leaders and help other gym owners and help other people out there that need to learn how to eat for what they want and know that they can still see the body composition that they want to, as long as they're prioritizing the right things at the right time. You know, you don't see CrossFit Games athletes that look bad. <laughs> like, they all look pretty darn good. They're not all, like, even Matt Frazier, who will make jokes about how he wants to start to look like an athlete, not just perform like one. Even him and his body composition, where he might not be shredded up at 6% body fat, he still looks pretty damn good. You know, I mean, I don't think any guy would be complaining if it was like Matt Frazier, especially if they had a paycheck. So, um, you know, so I think, I think in reality, like that's my vision for us is that I want us to become, you know, the forefront of this because it is the lack of education that people don't have the coaching. Like you said, we don't, we don't just prescribe macros. We don't just give you guys a plan. It's, it's more about understanding how 
your plan needs to be individualized based on your performance goals, your current situation, you know, your lifestyle, all of those things. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And that was another thing that kind of started the fire with me after, you know, going through level one and learning about paleo and zone. And like, I think paleo is a great idea for eating, you know, high quality foods, minimal processing, where it's a lot of, you know, meat, vegetables, fruits, but then like I would add rice into it or potatoes. But the, the, you know, the general concept of eating real food and minimizing the shit that comes out of a box or through a drive through window, I think that's great. And same thing with zone that that 40, 30, 30 split, you know, like we've done this with a few of our clients, Mm -hmm. that that's a great starting point Mm -hmm. for kind of, you know, getting a general balance where you're probably eating enough protein, you're probably eating enough fat, maybe you're eating enough carbs. But where does it go from there? Mm-hmm. And that was the missing link. And honestly, blocks never made sense to me. Yeah. I-, I thought it was just an unnecessary step to doing macros because, like, if you count the blocks and it gives you, you know, 250 grams of carbs for the day, yeah. it's like, okay, why don't I just get that in however I want and space it out however I want throughout the day? Like, why do I need to do the blocks with it? Yeah, it was and it, so much. It never, it never made sense, yeah. at least to me. I know some people really like it. Some people don't. But... I mean, I guess that's what, that's part of what drew me to nutrition coaching because like, this makes no fucking sense to me. How do I do this? What do I need to do that's going to work for me? Yeah. And I felt, well, for me, what I found was, so I actually did think that the block system was very simple and I did like it, but what became more of a stressor to me was like, if you just want an apple, why not have an apple? But with the, with the zone, it was like, you've got to have an apple, which is two blocks, which I'm not going to get into the whole block system. So if you have two blocks of carbs, now you've got to have two blocks of protein and two blocks of fat. So now I've got to have some turkey or cheese and some kind of almonds or something like that. So it's like, it was almost just like, I couldn't just eat what I wanted because I felt like I was going to throw myself, quote unquote, out of the zone. And it was like, you know, very systemized and it, and it kind of... And it's, it's also just goes to, to show you how nutrition changes like with fads, because that diet was eat every two to four hours to keep yourself quote unquote in the zone. And now you've got people doing the opposite. They're fasting. <laughs> They're fasting mm-hmm. for hours on end because they think that's going to get them better results. Yeah. So Dylan, next week we are going into the CrossFit Games Open. Are you going to be participating in the Open? I am. This is the first time that I've been able to do it in... I don't know how long. I think I only did the full five weeks in 2014 when I first started. I was able to do like half of it in 2016 or 17, I think. And then I haven't been able to do it since because I've either been in rugby season or I was out of CrossFit one year when the Open rolled around. So I am pumped to do it this year, even though it's only three weeks. But I have no idea where I'm going to be at. I know I'm a lot stronger than what I was a few years ago. Mm And I don't really have any goals. I'm kind of just excited to do it. That's awesome. I love that. I think I'm going to kind of do it the same way this year. I don't, I don't exactly know. It's hard for me not to want to be competitive. So we'll see. Um, now we are going to be doing a live teaching next week, just kind of talking about, you know, obviously the open fueling strategies, because you and I both know the stress of the workouts, even though the volume might be lower, that there's some things we can give people to kind of help them 
you know, just prioritize making the best situation or scenario possible for the best score. But what is like one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's like competing in their very first open or wanting to get the best out of this? And it doesn't have to be just nutrition related, but it can be more than one thing. But like, what are like the top three things that you would really have them focus on going into that workout, whether they're doing it in a Friday night light scenario or in the morning or whatnot? So one, if this is your first open, I probably wouldn't worry about retesting and doing the workouts a second time around to try to get a better score. Because if you're still new enough to CrossFit, you're likely getting sore quite often. And realistically, the leaderboard doesn't matter. This is a testing option to see where you're at now. And if you're already stressed from not being used to CrossFit, do it one and done and just be happy with the atmosphere, the experience, and being able to say that you did something hard that you didn't think you could. So if you're newer, that's what I would say for like experienced athletes that do kind of care about the leaderboard. Don't be in a deficit. If you are, and you're listening to this right now, go eat, (laughs) come out of the deficit because that's already a stress to your body. And realistically, unless you're like a sliver away from the games, that extra three pounds that you're trying to lose on the scale isn't going to make a difference for your gymnastics. I'm, I'm sorry, but it won't. Yeah. And, and then don't be afraid of, well, don't be afraid if your weight goes up over these next three weeks, because you're going to need more food. You're going to need a lot, uh, a little bit more carbs and fats for recovery because everything is so stressful and we're hitting that red line week after week when, you know, a normal CrossFit workout, we're going to go hard, but we're not, you know, completely emptying the tank for these three weeks coming up in the open. We are determined to empty the tank week after week after week and just go balls to the wall to see how, you know, how fast, how strong, how good we can do. And so if you're eating more food to recover from that, I don't want you to give a shit about what the scale says. Mm -hmm. I want you to care about your spot on the leaderboard And like Jason's mentioned this too, that like Matt Fraser doesn't stand on the podium because he has the best abs. He stands on the podium because he feels for performance and just fucking demolishes everybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, exactly. And so basically guys, those of you guys listening that maybe aren't quite understanding what he's saying is if you have not watched or listened to my episode on diet periodization is, you know, as an athlete, if you're going into this season and you really want to get the most out of this first three weeks, you want to qualify for maybe the next stage of this, or even just kind of do your best is your focus right now should not be what do I look like in the mirror? And am I losing one to two pounds a week? (laughs) The opposite should be going on right now is like, getting your body recovered, making sure that you're prime and you're ready and your nervous system is ready. And and that any injuries, you're giving your body enough fuel to recover. So quality nutrition, but enough of it is his main focus right now. Is he wants you guys to feel like you have enough calories to support what you're going to need for the next three weeks, you know, and then, and then from there, like, that's the next step is to see where you're going from there. And you can kind of go back into your other goal and shift back into whatever period you want to be in for your, for whatever goals you have. So um, awesome. Well, Dylan, where can people find you besides in our circle as the more than macros group and, and that what's your, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, where do you, where do they connect with you most? On Instagram, it's Dylan.Timmons and it's D Y L A N. I'm sorry, but <laughs> D I's are wrong. 
it's just the truth. <laughs> uh, so Dylan.Timmons on Instagram. And then same thing, Facebook, Dylan Timmons. I'm not super active on my Facebook for regular posts. So come join our More Than Macros group. This is Cheryl and I's HQ where we post anything and everything related to nutrition and training. And we're here specifically to help you. If you're listening to this, you're probably a CrossFitter. You're probably a workout junkie. And this is the area that you need to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's why we, that's why we were, we're trying to like really revamp that group and, and bring a lot of value to those of you guys out there. Even if you're not competitive in whatever sports you're in, I, I mean, I have some obstacle race, obstacle course racers and stuff like that. You don't have to feel like you're standing on top of the podium to require the same amount of nutrition coaching and advice and education that we're going to deliver to you guys. So definitely jump in on that free Facebook group. Definitely stay plugged in. Um, if you are interested in joining our live next week, it's going to be Tuesday evening. I tried to make it a little bit later, which is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that's 4 p.m. Pacific Time, you know, and wherever that falls in between to kind of cater to those of you guys. But we are going to record it. Um, it will live in our More Than Macros group. So make sure that you join into that group. And other than that, guys, we will be talking to you all soon. Um, thanks a lot, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, Cheryl. Awesome.